1: This is the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Goodison Park.
2: Hello, I'm your host Paul Wheelock, and welcome to the post game podcast to reflect on a long overdue win for the Blues over a top six side. Everton ran out 2 0 winners against Chelsea at Goodison this afternoon, thanks to second half goals from Richarlison and Guilfi Sigerton And to pick the bones out of what was, in the end, Marco Silva's best results since taking over the club, we will get the verdict from the press box with our Everton FC correspondent Phil Kirkbride and our Everton FC reporter Adam Jones. The verdict from the stands with Evertonian Tom Clark, and the verdict from the dugout with every word of Silva- post-match press conference
1: The Royal Blue Podcast From the Liverpool Echo Evening everybody Everton to Chelsea 0 The over two years wait For a victory against the top six side Came to an end with a Much improved performance In the second half It was night and day Whatever Michael Silva said at half time Did the trick as Everton came out Buoyant, aggressive in Chelsea's face when they had been everything other than that. They'd been passive and lethargic and looked, for all intents and purposes, headed for another sorry afternoon against one of the leading teams in the league. But goals from Richarlison and then Gilfie Sigurdsson secured a well-deserved victory and it was a wait in that record that Marco Silva was unaware of but said it cannot be allowed to happen again, that two years and a bit wait for a victory Cannot be allowed to happen again, he said. So, an important victory for the players and for the manager in his reign. A first scalp of one of the leading teams, and hopefully, the sign of things to come. Um, obviously, that first half was hugely disappointing, but the second half was hugely encouraging. The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool
2: Echo. Well, uh, where did that come from? <laughs> that second half display from Everton was. Something the fans have been wanting for weeks and weeks. And in terms of games against the top six, you know, you've been waiting years and years for Everton to put in a performance like that. You know, obviously, we all know uh, how long a run it's been since Everton actually managed to beat one of the top six. Uh, Last time they did, it was that 4 0 win over Man City. And that just seems ages and ages ago. It was January 2017 when that happened. And do you know what? In the first half today, like, well, at half time, you were thinking to yourself, ah, well, there's. There's no way Everton are going to be able to produce that kind of thing, you know. Chelsea were came out the blocks so quickly, uh, disrupted Everton right from the off. Uh, Yeti Mina, especially, was looking a little bit a uh, little bit fragile at the back, which you can expect from someone who's been out for as long as he has. Uh, but you know, Hazard looked so dangerous, Pedro looked dangerous, and do you know what? Chelsea really should have should have scored. They should have. They should have took the lead. They should have been in probably two goals up. At half time, uh, after the game, Richio Sari said that was probably the best that they've played all season. And, you know, d- no, I've not watched Chelsea all that much this season, but I'd find it hard to argue with that. You know, they were really, really good, and Everton were just letting them dominate the game. But in the second half, it was all just turned on its head. Marco Silva must have given them a right talking to at half time because they came out of the, flying out of the blocks in the second half. They were like lightning. Uh, um, do you know what? I think the main turning point was that they were actually clinical. You know, uh, start of the second half, you saw a few half chances being created, but the first real chance that fell to Everton. They managed to put in the back of the net. You know, second attempt uh, after uh, Calvert Lewin's header was saved, and Richardson was able to put it in. But you know, like that kind of clinical attitude is what Everton have been missing for so much this season. Uh, and then Sigurdsson, you know, maybe he shouldn't take pens anymore because uh, he's, he's got quite the tendency to miss them now. But uh, he was lucky enough for this one to bounce straight back to them. And, yes, in the end, it was a massive, massive 2-0 win. Uh, just before I sign off, uh, I want to put a special word out to Calvert-Lewin. He was just, I thought his performance was admirable today. I think he was the only one who came in, into the uh, into the half-time break with any sort of credit. I think his energy, work rate, determination was a shining light to everyone else on the pitch. And uh, all that was missing was that goal. You know, he could have got it in the first half, uh, headed a good chance over the bar. Could have got it in the second half, you know, in the build-up to Richarlison's goal. But, you know, fantastic display from a young striker. And, uh, you know, if he can just add those goals to his game, you know, he could be a massive player for Everton in the future.
0: The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Fantastic. Uh, St Patrick's Day win for Everton today uh, over Chelsea. Uh, Obviously the first time we've beaten uh, a top six side in the last two years, which is crazy, but um, fantastic to do it. And uh, obviously get one over on Ross Barkley as well. Hope he's recovered from his nosebleed. Uh, obviously the fans were amazing again today the atmosphere was incredible at Goodison Park once again uh, in the second half especially uh, I think the Sirens doing us quite good at the start of the game but the fans themselves uh, I thought the banner was really good of the number nines over the years uh, reminding us of our history and uh, I thought it's been a massive change in the last few weeks with the atmosphere it's really boosted the team massively and it shows um, the impact the fans can um, have on the actual game itself obviously with the um, some of the fans giving stick to Marcos Alonso as well, leading to him losing his temper and giving away the penalty. So uh, the fans can massively affect the game of football and it's shown in the last few weeks and uh, Everton fans are proving themselves to be one of the best in the country at the moment. Um, The difference between the first and the second half was crazy, to be honest. Um, The first half was, we just lacked ideas completely. We thought it was going to be another one of those days. Um, We were lucky to go in at half-time level, to be honest, um. Chelsea had a few good chances that um, these should really have put away and we were, we just couldn't string a couple of passes together really in the first half and it, it really did look like it would be one of those days where we wouldn't, uh, there wouldn't be any fruit um, and we'd just be playing with no idea no real game plan but I'm not sure what happened at half time uh, I'd love to know what was said uh, in the changing rooms at half time but um, it was just completely different to what we saw in the first half and the impact was completely just crazy to be honest I'm not sure Um. But I think it it does restore some faith in Marco Silva as well. Obviously, there's been questions raised of him um, in recent weeks. But I think uh, Marco Silva today has proved a lot of his critics wrong and he does deserve a lot more time with a win like that today. Uh, Definitely, whatever was said at half-time. Was it the plan? Uh, A a couple of people have suggested that it may have been the plan to go harder in the second half. Maybe we might have analysed uh, Chelsea's weaknesses uh, in the second half. But... Whatever the plan was, uh, it definitely worked. Or whether we even had one, um, it definitely worked. But I thought one of the interesting um battles today was in the middle of the park between two of the best uh, or most, most consistent uh, tacklers of the ball in the Premier League in recent years between, obviously, Idrissa Gate and N'Golo Kante. And Ghana massively came out on top of that one. So that was excellent to see. Uh, he had a really good game today. Among all this, to be fair, he broke up the play accidentally some fantastic stats there but a few other players who had an uh, outstanding performance as well obviously Cal- Cal- Dominic Calvert-Lewin up front had a great game himself Um, I think he's frustrated me as a player in um, in the last couple of years to be honest because I thought he has all the attributes to be a top, top striker he's, uh, he's tall, he's good in the air, he's athletic, he's strong and he's fast so there's massively uh, definitely a player in there and it's starting to come out now. I think all he needed was a, a decent run in the team. And that's what he's had in recent weeks due to Everton's lack of options. And it's finally paying off. And he's uh, a player who's re- really coming out there. So um, hopefully he'll get some more time in the team and be able to establish, establish himself as a top-stop top striker. And maybe we don't need to go out and buy in the summer. Maybe that is um, the solution to the problem. Dominic Calvert-Lewin up front. I, would, I wouldn't say too early at the moment. Don't want to pile too much pressure on the lad's shoulders because I think that's what held him back in... Um, in recent years but a uh, really good performance from Calvert-Lewin today hopefully it'll carry on uh, a few other really good performances as well obviously Richarlison in the second half especially I thought he was quite petty at times in the first half but in the second half he really did step it up his performance uh, obviously Jordan Pickford as well he's come under a lot of criticism in recent weeks with some in the national media even saying that is, uh, is England number one place should be uh, up for grabs but uh, I think he silenced his doubters today with a really strong performances and um, some great saves and the whole defence in general really uh, had a strong game, obviously. Yeri Mina coming in with the uh, ineligible Keir but he, he came in really strongly. Yeri Mina al- alongside Michael Keane. And uh, the whole defence had a really strong game, especially um, even Seamus Coleman as well. Um, He had not the best first half, um, came in for a lot of criticism, obviously, as he has done this season in general. Uh, People saying he hasn't been running forward like he used to, and he hasn't, to be fair. I've been one of his first critics to say that he hasn't been running as much as he used to and throwing himself about, but he definitely did in the second half, and he's um, he's probably the most... um, the, the biggest... Uh, com- components of Everton at the moment like the pe- the person who represents the club the most, who knows the club the most and he showed that with his post-match interview and his comments and uh, definitely with the performances as well, you can tell he's one of us and uh, he definitely shows that out on the pitch um, there was no one really lashing themselves into Ross Barkley like there might have been in pre- previous years but he did end up with a nosebleed and a bad performance so we got what we wanted in the end but a uh, really strong win for Everton, I was really happy with that uh, obviously 2-0, something to take into the future as well, So to uh, I think uh, we, were, we were a bit worried that Everton mid-table might just um, take the foot off the pedal and uh, just see out the rest of the season like we've seen in previous years. But hopefully now we've got something to work on from and um, hopefully as well um, take a strong end of the season to take into next season as well. Because obviously we will be sticking with Marco Silva and I think a strong end to this season could really set us on the bounce for the, the the start of the next season as as well. Um, Obviously, that would be great to uh, hit the ground running and um, see out the rest of the season and push for that seventh place. I know it's slightly out of reach, but it would be great to uh, get some consistent performances in and see how close we can get.
1: The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.
3: Afternoon. Uh, yes, um, was too clear the difference. Um, I said our our players. Um, something simple: you have to do everything different if you want to uh, really to win the game. Um, everything has to be different the second half than what we did the first half. Of course, we we knew the plan. We have the the plan and the, our strategy to um, to win the game also. Uh, but after we have to. To do what we did in the second half, with that aggressiveness, without and with the ball, and with that desire to win the game, playing forward um, every time we have the ball, doing the things to create problems to them, and um, of course, is everything what we did in second half. Okay, we know the quality they have, not just individual quality, but even uh, if you if you leave them playing without uh, that aggressiveness, that pressure, we has, we must put against them. They have the quality. And so easy they can create problems to, to us. And it's everything what I said, our, our players during the half time. Um, we have to show everything different during the second half. And that moment, the result was really good for us, that 0-0. Uh, uh, second half, we show um, ourselves and um, we were able to to challenge, to compete and to win uh, against uh, against them. And we we gave our fans what they deserve really, because even the first half with the the tougher stuff we had, they were behind us, and uh, this game was really important for us to achieve the three points, to give them, um, to give our players the, that confidence we needed, and to give our our fans the three points after the tough afternoon we had the last game.
1: Michael, how impressed were you with Calvert Lewin's performance
3: today? Did well again, really well again. Uh, you know, he's a he's a young player. He's a a player this moment as the. the uh, the responsibility to be our non- number nine, and to be our non- number nine of Everton is not an easy, a easy role at all. Of course, you have Schenk also, you have Richardson, like you know, can play there. Did well. He's a player. is is developing every every day. And in some moments, you are asking some difficult things to to him also. But he is doing well. Um, even without the ball, he's a player. Start to understanding better what what we want in each game. Today was completely different. Our our strategy in the last match and he did well again and um, in our offensive part he's, he's doing well he's he's growing as a football player he has the conditions to to become a very important player for us um, he's now important and become an important player in the in the future also um, he has big chance now to to prove every day to me and to prove uh, every match he's able to do that not just in the present but to be uh, really important for us in the future
1: since haven't been a top 60 does this feel like a, a big day for you a big day for the team in terms of the, the development in terms of you've given the, the, the crowd something to really hang on
3: to to be honest with you I didn't know the, these numbers before the match I asked now to, to Brian because one of your colleagues asked me there inside uh, the first thing I want, to, I want to say to you is something cannot happen again because it's not a, a normal thing. Uh, one club like us um, are so many times uh, not winning against uh, uh, this strong side. Um, of course, uh, I am one hundred percent sure. Uh, all the manager, all the, the players who were here before. They did their best to to achieve that, like I'm doing now. Uh, but uh, for our quality as a club and. Uh, how, how big you are as a club if something cannot happen uh, again um and it's up to us to work together to do the right things for to be um, more a normal thing for us to beat these 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 strong sides um when we play against them Of course it's not an easy thing uh, and because that we didn't achieve and it's the first time you are achieving this this season also uh, but uh, I'm not sure you are able to do more times. Even this season, because we have more opportunities to do that uh, in the, in some weeks.
1: But Marco, how important is it for you in your your sort of first season, if you like, and in in giving the supporters the belief going forward?
3: Oh, you know, of course, it's uh, it's really important. Uh, really important to me, and more important for our players because they they have to believe um, really the the quality they they have also. Um, because I don't have doubts about uh, the code. And this is really important for our our fans and put them believing more. Um, First half they were, um, we had difficult afternoon during the first half and they were behind us. They were the key again. And it's really important to them to to have this this good feeling. Um, Now it's up to us to work more and more, to give again in two or three weeks when we play against a a strong side again home, Uh, because we have to put really the, the. difficult the things for all the teams come here to play it with instant part. Uh, when you have this crowd behind you and when you play there with uh, this desire you are able to, to win it's something is up to me to work more with them for us to achieve that but of course it's important to me when you achieve important wins um, for the manager, is always important um, I'm not widening this this situation but now it's done it's the moment they go to the national team and after uh, my job is to prepare well them to to beat West Ham will be difficult for us, but it's more uh, one more important game for us.
1: Marco, can I ask about how much of last week's result was a motivating factor for today? Obviously, two goals off as well, like last week. And how impressed you were with Jordan today, after he was criticized last week for some of his displays?
3: First, Jordan did really well um, this afternoon. You know, this, this season, everything, not everything, but uh, one thing is completely different in uh, in Jordan's life, he's always in the spotlight, but it's normal. not number one of national team is a normal thing to him. <coughs> Playing number one of a big club like us is a um, is an important thing in his career also. And um, he's handled this situation. Of course, he's not uh, um, performing high level every every single game. But where is the goalkeeper? Let me know one goalkeeper is performing um, perfect every every single week. Let me know one, and after I, I will tell you. Of course, by our job and the, what we are doing with him is to, for him to have more consistent, but he needs the team uh, having more consistent. Also, is something you are missing the, during the, this season. But he, again, one of the most important things for one football player, not just a goalkeeper, but for a goalkeeper is really important. Even when you have not a good performance, next week, answer again, strong. And he did again. He did again, show to me, yes, the the enough personality to keep um, growing and showing his quality because he has the quality to be our number one, to be the number one of the national team. And we are here to support him and to work with him, to, to learn with all the situations, the good performance like he had this afternoon and maybe not so good or not so good, I have to, to be honest with you, not so good last, last week, but we didn't lose the last game just because look, Jordan, forget. We, everything what we did good during 45-1 hour, um and the game was in our hands and it's not because Jordan lost that game forget if if i go in this way it was the, my first mistake we had the game and we as a team we have to do something different to to come with the three points and because we deserve that about the motivation that lost uh, gave us um, not i think uh, and i said our players also we have to show uh, and to take that three points we give well, we gave away last uh, last week to put them in our pocket this afternoon and it's everything what we have to, to do and um, give our fans this afternoon uh, what they deserve, that 3,000, 4,000 were uh, in our game against Newcastle away, uh, I'm 100% sure like they came home and this afternoon um, we should uh, uh, do something different to them and good, and good feelings, this is our motivation, it's not because the last game or because we lost, we have to, our, our motivation has to be always well, at top when we work in one club like, like Everton.
1: My was Idrissa's um, ankle,
3: it Didn't look like he was going to be able to carry on. Who? Uh, it. Yes, was was a, a strong challenge at that moment. Uh, he had some. During the first half, we had some problems, not just with him, even Andre. Uh, he had one. I hope small problem. Uh, also, um, we were in doubt to take him out or not in the, during the, the, the half time. Andre, about kind of he yeah, had that challenge. Okay, during some minutes he had some problems, but after he carried on and he did. Fantastic second half. the second half, the game was really, really good. and uh, was that game uh, the game I know and uh, was that game we need as a, as a team?
1: You've been listening to the Royal Blue podcast from the Liverpool Echo.